My name's Louise Little. I'm the Regional HR Manager from the West Midlands area and today I want to talk to you about the importance of the relationships throughout your life and how the number and strength of your relationships affects your mental and physical well-being. There has been some enlightening evidence to show that people who have strong relationships with family, friends and their communities live happier, healthier lives. There are proven links that strong relationships lower rates of anxiety and depression, higher self-esteem, encourage greater empathy and more trusting and cooperative relationships. Strong relationships also help to strengthen your immune system, help you recover from disease and may even lengthen your life. The good news is that while many of these benefits can make you happier and more contented, there is also a flow-on effect whereby people around you will want to spend more time with you. In this way, social connectedness generates a positive feedback loop of social, emotional and physical well-being. So what does this mean? Loneliness can have a dramatic consequence for your health. Loneliness can lead to disruptive sleep patterns, elevated blood pressure and increased cortisol, a stress hormone. It can affect your immune system and decrease overall sense of contentment. Loneliness is also a risk factor for antisocial behaviour, depression and suicide. Older people are particularly vulnerable, but with strong relationships they are likely to have a better quality of life, be more satisfied with their life, have a lower risk of dementia and mental health decline and need less domestic support. Younger people are also at risk when they are isolated. A lack of social relationships can have a direct impact on a young person's physical well-being by increasing the risk of obesity, inflammation and high blood pressure. These three health conditions can lead to long-term health problems including heart disease, stroke and cancer. But a varied social network can help protect against physical decline. What's more, the benefits of social ties are significant. Even if your other mortality risk factors, such as socioeconomic status, smoking, drinking, obesity and lack of physical activity are low. In other words, even if you live a healthy life, you still need to be socially active to stay well and happy. So it's important to recognise that loneliness is different from solitude. Feeling lonely is a problem, but being alone may not be a problem at all. Many people live alone and have happy, fulfilling lives. So how can you improve your social connections? Feeling lonely is hard to cope with. Luckily, there are things you can do to tackle loneliness. For instance, you can nurture healthy relationships with people who make you feel good by spending time with them and by trying to talk to someone every day. There are three kinds of connections that you have with people. Intimate connections, these are with people who love and care for you, such as family and friends. Relational connections, these are with people who you see regularly and share an interest with, such as workmates or those who serve you coffee in the morning. Collective connections are with people who share a group membership or an affiliation with you, such as people who vote like you do or people who have the same faith. So ask yourself, do you have meaningful, long-term relationships in all these three areas? Perhaps you tend to stick with old friends and don't feel able to meet new people. Or maybe you avoid people from your past, preferring to mix with people who don't know much about you. Be honest with yourself about your social habits. 
Think about the sorts of relationships you have with people and the sorts of relationships you would like to have. You might find you want to make new friendships or perhaps you want to try make, to make your existing relationships stronger. One way to strengthen your social connections is to reach out to the people you already know, such as co-workers, family, school friends or neighbours. Why don't you give someone a call or write or email them and let them know that you would like to be in touch more often. Arrange to have a coffee or a meal or to listen to music, have a round of golf or play chess. Think about the interests you share. Facebook and other social media uh, platforms are also great ways to stay in touch. So how do we need, meet new people? There are lots of ways to meet new people. Start a conversation with some of the people that you see every day, such as the people on the bus each morning, people at the gym or in the park. Just remember to stay safe when meeting new people. So think about where you're meeting, um, maybe meeting public places, which is a good strategy. Other ideas include joining a sports team or a walking or hobby group or volunteering. Not all strategies will work for everyone, so try some different approaches to see what works for you. If the first thing you try doesn't work out, try something different. Beyond Blue's Connections Matter booklet, which can be found online, has some useful ideas for older people. The idea of social connection is to share your time, experiences and stories with people and to also listen to them. Gradually you can build a group of people in your life who care about you and who you also care about. Both your mind and body will reap the rewards. Social ties affect not only your personal health but also extend to broader society. People who spend more time with each other forge happy, productive communities. So in summary, having friends and other social connections is good for your health and well-being. Being lonely or isolated can affect your mental, emotional and physical health and older people who remain connected with others and have strong relationships are likely to have a better quality of life. Thank you for listening.